Sorry, Apple. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Dead air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dead Air Podcast. And it's our first podcast of 2013. I'm Nick. And I can't believe we've only just got round to doing one. And that is Rob. We are a bit late with the podcast this year. Late? Well, we've had technical difficulties. Have we? Not really, but uh, we've had transport issues. Snow. Snow. Lots of snow. We've had uh, country issues. Have we? One of us was in a different country. Oh, I got you, yeah. It's pretty hard to do a podcast with someone when they're on the other side of the world. Yep, that's quite difficult. We could have done it, but, you know. Need a long cable. Yeah, and uh, lots of cable ties. What would you tie it to? The fish. Right. Anyway, so we're a bit late, but it doesn't matter. Let's crack on with uh, what we're going to talk about this week. What are we going to talk about this week, Rob? Uh, also, why are you apologising to Apple? Uh, let's do the news. Okay. says Windows 8 sales are low because of manufacturers not making good computers. This is the news about Microsoft saying that Windows 8 sales have been really slow. Hang on, hang on. I thought we were doing an Apple bit. Oh, is this why you apologised to Apple at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a story about Apple who are saying nothing really, but uh, their share prices have dropped. And it's all my fault. Why is it your fault? Because my phone didn't work, if you remember. The new iPhone I 5. remember you moaning and complaining a lot about yeah, your iPhone. the Wi-Fi didn't work. So you it... think that you're single-handedly responsible for Apple's Well, I did, I did moan about it on a public forum. Mm. There's a lot of people who like Apple stuff, though. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't like the iPhone 5 not working on Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's true. But let's, um, let's just think about this for a minute. Yeah. Their share price have dropped, and now they're only worth... $413 billion. But they could be worth more now because my phone's fixed. But they're still the most valuable technology company in the world. Yeah. And the, the only company who's beating them is Exxon, which is an oil company. I think I'd be a bit upset if I lost a, a few hundred million pounds. Yeah, but think how many people use oil. Think how many people have got cars and use petrol. A lot more people than have got a phone. So they must still be doing something right. But... Do you think Apple are on the way out now? If they keep doing mistakes like what they did with the iPhone 5. Because a lot of people have been saying that since Steve Jobs passed away, they've sort of lost a bit of their appeal and they're just going down and not bringing out any really new things anymore. They're just kind of changing stuff slightly. Yeah, they're the the best of rejiggers. Rejiggers? Yeah. What's a rejigger? They like to rejig things, as in move things around, but it's the same thing that you're Mm. getting. It's going to be really interesting to see how they develop over the next couple of years. It's like the new iPad 4, which doesn't really exist. It's just an iPad 3 with the dock port changed. You brought the iPad up, which leads us nicely to the Surface, which is Microsoft's tablet. Yep. Now, Microsoft have not been selling Windows 8 very much. We haven't been selling it much either. Well, we don't really like it. 
In Horrible. Fact, nobody likes it. But do you know what Microsoft say? They say that sales of Windows 8 have been slow because manufacturers aren't making good enough computers. No manufacturer is going to make any computer to work with Windows 8. Why? Because nobody wants Windows 8. Well, the manufacturers say that Microsoft is telling them to make these computers that are ridiculously expensive yep. that nobody will buy. Yep. So Microsoft are trying to become like Apple. Yeah, but you can't use a computer that has a keyboard, a mouse, and a touchscreen all at the same time. It's just too complicated. Mm. It should be just one input device, two at the worst, not three. We've had keyboards and mice on computers for 20, 30 years. Yep. No way is it going to just change overnight to touchscreens. It's not going to happen. The reason touchscreens work on iPad-sized objects is because people hold them in their hands. Yep. When you've got a big monitor on your desk, you don't want to be reaching up and touching things on it because it's just awkward and uncomfortable and it just doesn't sit right. You know what the equivalent of this is? It's, it's like Microsoft, if they were a car company, putting handlebars on their car and saying, well, we, we found out that handlebars are better than a steering wheel. So we're going to put handlebars on all the cars now. And it just wouldn't work because people would say, but we've been using steering wheels for a, for a long time. Why are we going to change? We all knew Windows 8 was doomed when they kept on trying to get everybody to go on training courses for it. For free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Windows 7 didn't need a training course. No. Windows Vista, didn't need, as bad as that was, didn't need a training course. Windows XP, you didn't need to go on a training course. Even when Windows 95 came out, no training courses were available. So does this mean then that Microsoft, as well as Apple, are also on the way down? I think so. So the two biggest software platforms, which is Apple, Mac and Windows, are both sort of failing. They're just as bad at rejigging. Maybe it's time for something else. They bring out a new Office product every year or every couple of years. How many different ways can you type a letter? I know. It's silly, isn't it? I think the way it'll go is the operating system will become like a tablet system where it's just really locked down. You can't do anything other than install apps on it. But it'll be it'll still be a desktop computer, but you'll just have your word processing app and it'll just launch the app. And you won't be able to install anything else. You won't be able to faff about with it. That kind of sounds like that Windows 8. Oh, wow. That's scary, isn't it? Technology news on the Dead Air podcast. Symbolics.com. Isn't that the oldest domain name? Oh, you spoiled it. What? You were supposed to say, what's that? Oh, what's that? Let's start again. Symbolics.com. What's that? Symbolics.com is the oldest domain name. Is it? Yeah. It was registered on March 15th, 1985. Was the internet around then? Obviously. And it was the first ever domain name. Are you sure it was around then? Do you want to know what the second one was? Is it the internet that was around? It was bbn.com. Do you want to know what the third one was? What? Think.com. Now, I've got a list here. Are you sure the internet was around in 1985? Yeah, I've got a list here of the first 20 domain names that were registered. Yeah. And um, it goes basically from 1985 to 1986. 20 domain names got registered. And they include IBM.com, Intel.com, HP, Xerox. 
Why are you looking so confused? I think the internet wasn't around to the general public in 1985. Well, there must have been something around, because why well, would As far as I'm people... aware, the internet was a two It's not that far off, you know, because we started with the internet in about 1992 or three, didn't That's we? That's a long way away from 1985. Yeah, but these things take a while, don't they? Not that long. Listen, these companies are obviously technology companies in the industry. I think there was a little internet, puny little thing that, you know, you had to be in the know. You had to wear a pair of glasses with a bit of tape around them. And it was like, had about 500 people on it in 1985. Okay, well, that that one was the one that, all these names. The thing I don't get is, the names that were registered don't make any sense. Intel.com, I get that, totally. Sun, totally understand. IBM, HP, yeah, got it. But Symbolics, what the heck is Symbolics? Why is that a domain? Why was that the first one? Well, maybe it's the guy that actually invented the internet. Tim Berners-Lee. And he worked for a company called Symbolics. Mm, Possibly. Research. But have you ever heard of Symbolics? That's what we need. If we did any research, the podcast would probably be even better than it is. You don't have to be posh to listen to the Dead Air podcast. You don't need four years, no claims either. How big's a hard drive in your computer? Um, about 500 gig. That's nothing. What if I told you you could have a hard drive in your computer that was the size of a grain of sand? Right. And that it could store the equivalent of a million hard drives the size of the one you've got now. Right. So imagine 500 gig yep. a million times. Mm. And then imagine that in the size of a grain of sand. But that would break my hard drive. And it would even hold... That's not, I'm not even scratching the surface. That's only... It could hold that's loads That's the problem. If you get a bit of grain of sand in your hard drive, it will scratch the surface. No, no, this is not a hard drive. Scientists right. have been working on this uh, method of storing data in DNA. Yeah, they've been doing it for years. It's called thumb drives. No, I'm talking about the DNA strands. In your thumb? No, in DNA. The acid... In acid. Do you know what DNA is? Is it dangerous to get your data off? It's that stuff that we're all made out of. Acid. Yeah. (laughs) Well, DNA is dioxyribonucleic acid, which is a... Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Have you done your research? No, I just know that. Okay. And uh, in Spanish, it's acido dioxyribonucleico, which is almost the same. You can't store that much information in DNA. Because look, are you kidding? Well, you're, you're, you're quite. The entire makeup of you is stored in your DNA, from your color of your eyes to the length. Yeah, but of that's your just fingers. a small list of things. Like he's got two eyes and they're brown, <laughs> right? So your DNA doesn't store that much. I stuff. think it's a bit more involved than that. Your and, DNA you know, store. If I asked you to remember something that happened four weeks ago, oh, in theory, Christmas, you'd be able to remember. Because it was in your DNA. Uh, you're losing me slightly here. Well, your body's full of DNA. So I don't... It, it can't be that reliable look, a product. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how this stuff works. All I know is these scientists have figured out a way of storing a Shakespeare sonnets. Right. The uh, the Martin Luther King speech. Yep. And um, 
the paper about DNA by surely, Watson and Crick. Surely that's a waste of DNA. Why is it a waste of DNA? Well, because the Shakespeare stuff's already on paper. It's just an experiment, isn't it, to show how it could work. So they're conducting experiments on humans? They reckon they can store 100 million hours of HD video in DNA. And no where problem. do you put your finger in the telly then? Because there'd, be, there'd have to be a gadget, wouldn't there? That would... Yeah, like a thumb drive. Ah, okay. I think I get it now. You've you've misunderstood what I'm talking about. Right. They're not gonna. You're not gonna get a human being. Right. And plug them into something and save things. You're gonna have a some sort of device, and inside this device is uh-huh. the same material that DNA is made of. So. And we, they're gonna write onto. There this could material. be a use for dandruff then. You could shake your flakes off your hair. No, because... And then put them in a little USB memory stick. Because that's not DNA. That's that's dry skin, isn't it? Yeah, but there's DNA in it. Well, you know that DNA? Yeah. That's already... Oh, you've lost me now. <laughs> it's inside your dandruff. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Tinkerbell. The Secret of the Wings, or something like that. How many stars? If you're an adult, three and a half. If you're a child, five. Wow. What's the story? Bunch of fairies flying around, losing their wings, finding a way of getting them back again. Good special effects? Yeah, loads. Proper Disney film. Is it live action or cartoon? Cartoon. Oh, don't really have special effects in a cartoon, do you? Well, of course you do. The whole thing special effects. Yeah, I know, but what I mean is... You do know that fairies aren't real, don't you? When you say special effects... They didn't get real fairies and get them to... No, but when you said a bunch of fairies flying around and it, and I said special effects, I meant, like, obviously actors playing fairies right. and dressed as fairies, but flying effects, you know, like actually flying around. <laughs> It's Rob's Rant of the Week. I've got two things to rant about. Okay, what are they? The first thing is Asda. Asda? Asda's great. Right. What have you got against Asda? One lunchtime... Yeah. My co-host here decided to take me out for lunch to Asda to go and buy some pancakes. Oh, yes, I remember. That was ages ago. Yeah, well... We've been off air for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, we go into Asda, and there's... You have to picture it a bit, I suppose. You've got this massive hot plate, and there's a guy there with a chef's hat on, and he's got the dough mix to make the pancakes. Mm. And he's there, and he's squirting the dough mix on the thing, and he's flipping these pancakes, and you think, oh, these look really good. And there's pictures of pancakes on all the walls with ice cream and sauce drizzling down the ice cream. You think, oh, these look really good. And you say, I'd love a um, syrup pancake. And then it goes and gets you a pre-packaged bag of pancakes that are stone cold that you have to take home and put in your own toaster. Yeah, but they made them that... They they make them that day. He was making one in front of me. Yeah, but they don't sell them hot. So why not stick the guy in the back in a shed? So you can see that they're being made fresh. Who cares? I could buy Warburton's pancakes off the shelf and they're just as good. But they weren't made that day, though. I don't care. 
Don't stick posters and say we make fresh pancakes and look, you can see us making them, but you can't have one fresh off the thing. The thing is that they can't put their pancakes in the packing when it's hot because it'll just get all the inside of the packaging will get steamed up. No, they can cook. They cook. Listen, they don't have roasting chickens in a spit spinning around for 45 minutes and you stood there in a queue and then they go, yeah, there's some frozen ones over there. Take that home and cook it yourself. (laughs) I think it's a bit different. It's the same thing. People who buy the pancakes, take them home and cook them themselves. It was my lunch break. There was pancakes sizzling away. Fresh, he was flipping them around. He's in a chef's outfit, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, but that's because you don't have a toaster here. If we had a toaster at the Dead Air Podcast offices... We have a toaster. Have we? We bought one. on. That's the thing. We had to buy one at the same time we bought the pancakes, if you remember. No, I wanted to buy one, and you wouldn't let me. Oh, yeah. No, it was the butter we didn't have. (laughs) We we didn't buy it. How can you confuse a butter? Thinking about it, I remember sticking my pancake on the heater in the room. I wanted to buy a toaster because they were four pounds. Yeah. And you said, no, they're too expensive. I didn't want to give Asda any more of my money. <laughs> well, when, why don't we get what we should do is ask our listeners to uh, tell us what is the best toaster in the world. Why don't they just send us a toaster? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. If somebody would send us a toaster from an electrical company. We're having a new kitchen fitted at the moment in the we, office. We could mention that the manufacturer on the, on the Dead Air podcast. Yes. Bit of free advertising for them, yeah, and we get a free toaster out of it. I hope Asda's shares don't go down. Now I made a rant about. Oh God, them. yeah, can you imagine? Now Asda will be the next company to fall. I've got another rant. Okay, what's the other thing? Drugs use in sport. This is quite topical for you. I know. This, I'm, I'm impressed. It, it, it made me. My blood was boiling while I was watching this news about this. Some Lance bloke. Armstrong. Yeah, isn't he a cyclist? As well? I see. Yeah, just I, to fill in anyone who's not aware of the background, this guy Lance Armstrong won the. Um, French cycling tournament, which is called the... Tour de France. Tour de France, that's it. And he won it a lot. I think he won it about seven times. Something like that, yeah. And it turns out he was actually using drugs all the time. Listen, this is my point, right? Drugs in sport, Mm. right? These guys, top of their game, go out and throw javelins and run and cycle and all the rest of it. Mm. Some of them take some drugs to make them better. Mm. So what? Let them take the drug. Do you know why? Because the bloke stood next to him has just bought this year's latest javelin, okay, which has been super enhanced, made out of this special material, and he's going to chuck it further yeah. than the other guy who's got drugs. If they're that bothered about the guys taking drugs, take the drugs themselves. There is an argument for this, actually. Um, re- really. There, is, there are some people who say... Give them all the same trainers, give them all the same shorts, okay, and then ban drugs. But until that day happens, they can take whatever cough syrup and stuff they yeah, want to take. Th- there is an argument that says if everyone was allowed to take drugs, take drugs, it would make it a level playing field and it would be fair. You can't cheat any more than that, can you? Yeah, but the problem is... Unless, it, of course, you're doing a running race and you jump on a bus. I mean, you know, that's obviously... Uh, yeah, but the problem is that it you, the gets the bus out... would stop all the time, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, also, and also, have you seen how fast these people run? They'd easily outrun a bus. Yeah. I mean... A motorcycle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they turn up to a running race with a, a motorcycle. Rocket. But then I would say, give them all a motorcycle. No. The problem is that drugs, generally speaking, are bad. And if you start putting drugs... Drugs are bad, man. If you start putting drugs into the system, it yeah. will get out of hand. Because 
They'll start with drugs that will just slightly enhance things. And then you'll end up with really hard drugs. That yeah, imagine do. the psychedelic drugs. They'd be running the wrong way at all it, sorts. It, it, it's, not, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. I agree with what you're saying, that some sports people will have an edge because they've got better equipment and whatnot. But that's why they should make more investment in sports and try and encourage better training and things like that. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. We've had a busy week this week. We have. We're doing this show. Yep. Do you remember we met Paul Daniels? Yep. I'm talking to the listeners, really. Oh, sorry. My... I know that you remember. Yeah, okay. But uh, we met Paul Daniels. We did. We interviewed him. He was great. Yep. Well, I don't know how it happened, but we've ended up putting a show on. Yeah. And we've had a busy week because we've had the posters done. Yep. We've ordered the leaflets. I've been on stage. And we've been to the theatre and booked it all and it's yeah. all happening. Pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. I've got a funny feeling it's just going to be me and you there, though. Well, I'm sure... we haven't really no, told No, my mum's coming. Your mum's coming? My mum's coming, yeah. Okay, definitely. Right. So it's going to be you and me, my mum. What we need to do is advertise it. If there was some way that we could tell people about it. Yes. Like a website or something. It's like um, pauldanielslive.co.uk. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll have that. We'll get that domain. We'll yeah. put a website there and then people can go and what find about out. about Facebook? Can we have uh, facebook.com forward slash Live? That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll have that. Make it happen. Okay. And what we'll do is tell people about stuff on there. Yeah. And uh, they can buy tickets. That's a good idea. How are they going to buy tickets then? Well, they could ring the box office. They could, or they could go on the website yep. and go to the tickets page and press the button that says buy tickets. From the uh, the theatre's website? No, from our, but at the moment it's not there because they can't buy the tickets yet. Oh, I see. But as soon as those tickets go on sale, okay, that button will be added to the website. Brilliant. So by the time this podcast goes out, it probably will be... Hang on a minute, why have we been stressing all week then? We've just sorted the whole lot out now. Because we have been doing all the work... To make it to get to this point. Right. And now we uh, we can just relax. Yeah, but we, all we did was send one email to Paul Daniels. We just said, are you coming? And he went, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, but we, 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 had to, we had to do a bit of things. We had to make the posters. Oh, yeah. We had to book the theatre. Yeah. We had to go and have a chat with the guy in the theatre and, and talk about the stage and how we were going to have it and all this, that and yeah. the other. You're making out like we didn't do anything. Well, now you put it like that. Yeah, we did quite a we lot. We did do quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we had to make a website, Facebook page. Yeah. A lot of organising. We got to go around putting posters up in, in the town, in shop windows and things, and get involved with all these people that we know and ask them to help us out. And we've It's a big thing. Stuff. It is a big thing. And if we if we do the job really well, we might do it with other people. Yeah, that's an idea. That's the thing. Could be a new thing, dead air stuff. Dead air stuff. Dead air stuff. And everyone we do, we're going to interview them for the podcast. Okay. On the way back from Argentina, yeah, I stopped off in New York for a day. Right. Did you get me anything? Oh, yeah, you did. I bought you a bottle of Coke. You bought me a bottle of Coke. From a shop. Yeah. And the way that the way I think about it is like this. If you go to another country... It wasn't a glass bottle of Coke, by the way. They, they didn't have any glass bottles. If you go to another country... You know, why bother? If I... Look, Rob, I went into a normal shop. Before Christmas, I said the ideal Christmas present would be a bottle of Coke. 
yeah. glass bottle. So I went into an, I, I went to a shop. glass so much, and you got me a one I made out of tin. Yes, because I went into a shop, and I looked in the fridge, and I saw these bottles of Coke, and I picked it up, and it was not made of glass. So I looked in the fridge, and they had Didn't you no, make a fuss? No. I just looked. They had Didn't no glass Didn't you say, you bottles. know, where's your glass bottles? It was that or plastic. That was it. I'll tell you was this, Was the plastic though. one see-through? Yeah. Well, that'd be a bit more of an They effort. had a lot of choice of drinks. Did they? Yeah, like the 7-Up I noticed in particular, because we only have two 7-Ups here. We've got 7-Up and Cherry 7-Up. And Diet. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm not counting Diet. Right. Because it's, it's just a variation of the first one. Well, so is Cherry. Yeah, but I mean... You yeah, but you because then you could say yeah, but there's diet cherry Seven Up. And there then isn't that makes diet four. cherry Seven Up. Look, you know what I mean. Okay. There's, the flavors are right. regular Seven Up yep. and cherry Seven Up and diet. But there they got loads of them. They got ones that have got extra bits like healthy things in them and stuff. How can you have a healthy fizzy drink? I don't know. It had um, extra. Yeah, I don't remember what it was now. Right. So you're making it up then. Anyway, look, this is not what I want to talk about. Okay, right. What were you going to talk about? I wanted about? to say, normally when people go abroad, they go to the touristy bits where all the tourists go. Obviously. Right? Yeah, but that's not strictly true, is it? Usually that's what people do. But anywhere a tourist goes When people goes would go be... to Rome, yeah. they go to visit the Colosseum. And they go to look at, you know, the, the things that are on the postcards, the famous. When people go to Britain, they go to I London. I thought they go to look at the Pope. Yeah, they go to London. They go to look at Buckingham Palace. Yeah. And the Eros and, the, and, and all that sort of stuff. The what? Eros. What's an Eros? It's the big statue in front of Buckingham Palace that everyone sits around as their picture taken. Is that called the Eros? No, it's Eros. E-R-O-S. Rob, have you ever been to London? Yes. Have you ever been to Buckingham Palace? Yes. Have you ever noticed there's a massive statue in front of Buckingham Palace? There's a fountain. Yes, with, with a statue, statue in the middle. In the middle of it, yeah. yeah. That's Eros. That's Eros, is it? And I think it's a Greek god or something. Wow. Something to do with... It sounds like a Greek god. Something to do with love or something soft like that. I don't know. Okay. The point is, tourists, they go for touristy things. Right. But I went to, like, you know, proper, a regular street... And just like, you know, a regular neighbourhood. Yeah, but everyone does that. No, they don't. To get to all the touristy bits, you have to go through regular streets. You don't just end up at Eros. You have to go down all the little streets or get on a bus that takes you through the little streets that aren't touristy areas. Yeah, but I mean, you're, if, you, if you go to New York City, you're in New York City and every street is like really well known and famous because it's been in movies and stuff. So you by... By default, really, you've gone to all the touristy areas. Yeah, but I went outside of the city centre. So you the, didn't go to, to New York the suburbs. Then? Well, I did. Yeah, it's the same as if look, if you came to Bangor, yeah, and you went to the high street, yeah, that's Bangor. Yeah, but that, to get there, I'd have to go through all the non-touristy bits. Yeah, but you you wouldn't see those bits because you'd only stay on the main road. And the main road's touristy. Oh, this is you know what I'm 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 losing the will to live here. <laughs> okay, can I ask you a question? Go on. You know, speed of light's really fast. Yes. How fast is the speed of darkness? There's no... It doesn't have a speed. Well, it must do. When you turn the light off, how quick was it? It's... <laughs> it's the same. Are you sure? Yeah. 
So the speed of light and the speed of darkness are even's first place for the fastest things ever. Yeah, because darkness is uh, based on the fact that there's no light available. Yeah, but surely there is instant. It's the same. That's what I just told you. Right. You're agreeing with me. It can't be. Have you ever had one of those situations where you're arguing with someone, but you're agreeing with each other? All right. How long does it take for the... The sun's rays to get to the planet Earth. Nine minutes. And that's going at the speed of light. Yes. Now shut the door. Yeah, but you're not measuring the speed from the sun then, are you? You're measuring the speed from the door to your bed or whatever. Right. So you're saying put a blanket over the sun. It would take nine minutes. Really? Obviously. Wow. Because the light beams that had left the sun before you put the blanket they've still got to get there and it's going to take them nine minutes what about the light that's just outside the door and you shut the door well the light that's outside the door it's already got there hasn't it right it's already traveled the nine minutes journey okay so by the time you shut the door you it's neither here nor there this is the weirdest question you've ever asked me that just puzzled me over the whole christmas period why, how do you come up with these ridiculous things? I was, somebody said that the speed of light was the fastest thing ever. And then obviously it isn't, because obviously people have made things go faster. Than no, the they haven't. I'll give you another example. You know them energy saving lights? Yes. Right, and you switch them on and they take ages to start up. Yes. And then you switch it off. Yes. Does it take ages to go dark? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you sure? No. Okay. It goes off straight away. Listening to the Dead Air Podcast with Nick and Rob. I bought a book in New York, right? Called Time Ships. Oh God! Why are you saying it like that? Because now we're going to talk about time travel on ships. No, 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 no. I'm just going to be very quick. Okay. Have you heard of the Time Machine by H.G. Wells? Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why are you reacting like that? Because you said it was nothing to do with time machines. No, I didn't. I said it'd be very quick. Oh. Have you read The Time Machine by H.G. Wells? Or are aware of it? I'm aware of it. I've probably seen the film. This guy has written a sequel to it in the same style as H.G. Wells. Okay. It's a follow-up with the same character from the original story. Right. And it is brilliant. So if you like books and you like sci-fi, definitely check this book out. It's called The Time Ships. Really good. Five stars. Out of five. Cool. Did you hear about Stephen Hawking? No. He threw a party for time travellers. And he sent out all the invitations the day after the party. Nobody turned up to the party. And the invitations are still standing. Any time traveller is welcome to attend that party. That he, that he held, like, several years ago now. Right. Nobody turned up to the party, though. Okay. So he says that he kind of proved that time travel doesn't exist, because... Hang on a minute, I wouldn't want to go to a party with Stephen Hawking. Why, what's wrong with Stephen Hawking? He just goes on and on and on about... Time and space and stuff. stuff. I can't hold a conversation with somebody about time and space yeah, and... In you know, a thousand years, when yeah. they finally crack time travel, yeah. 
Surely someone's going to go, hey, do you remember that thing Stephen Hawking threw a party? Let's go back in time and visit the party. It'd be a waste of their time. Ah, who knows. Time's up. We've ran out of time. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. You are listening to the Dead Air Podcast. For more information, go to www.deadairwebsite.com. Like magic? Fancy an evening of family entertainment? The Dead Air Podcast is proud to announce a one-off special event, Paul Daniels Live. On the 4th of April, Paul and his lovely assistant Debbie will entertain and baffle you at Theatre Colwyn, Colwyn Bay. Check pauldaniels.live.co.uk for more details or call the box office at 01492-577-888. Now that's magic!